Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Fightful is saddened to learn of the loss of one of our own, Elias Theodoru. Elias Theodoru passed away this week at only 34 years old due to stage 4 liver cancer, which was not publicly known. He rose to fame in 2014 by winning the Ultimate Fighter Nations Tournament and going 8-3 and three in the UFC before leaving the company. He'd go on to win his last three fights of his career, including one as recently as December. Outside the cage is where we got to know Elias the best. From about 2016 to about 2018, he was a member of the Fightful team doing podcasts with Showdown Joe Ferraro for Fightful MMA. He would share his sense of humor, his wisdom, his acumen, and so much more with our audience and was just a wonderful person to be around, to talk to, to learn from. The man was always so giving with his time, with what he knew, with how he could help others, and that played a big role in the latter stages of his career. He passed on some big money offers from other MMA companies to uh, further advocate for the safe use of cannabis and became the first pro athlete in North America to receive a therapeutic use exemption for cannabis. Even beyond that, our friend Elias was so proud of his flowing locks, his beautiful hair, to the point to where he gained a Pert Plus sponsorship. The world lost a wonderful, giving person in Elias Theodoru. FIFA would like to send our condolences to his friends, his family, his fans, and anyone else that had ever had the great fortune of meeting Elias Theodoru. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp. It is September 12th, 2022. This is Fightful Wrestling. I want to thank you guys so much for joining us. Uh, 
course, we want to send our love to Elias Theodoru. Man, that that one it really hurts. I know the the vast great majority of you uh, were not here with Fightful uh, when he was a part of Fightful, but man, uh, there were there was a time we had him, Shane Helms, Frank Trigg, Sean Pearson, uh, Riddle, a lot a lot of really good personalities uh, that that would lend their their knowledge to our audience, and he was a big part of that. Um, I, I never experienced the guy in anything but a, a wonderful mood. He told us some great stories about how USADA climbed his fire escape to drug test him at six in the morning when he was wearing a Nick Diaz shirt, which is, is funny in its own right. But um, he, he was just such a wonderful guy and such an important part of, of Fightful. And um, this one hurts really bad. Elias was just such an amazing guy. I can't even begin to tell you um how important and how how much he shared with us so uh please i encourage you guys head over to elias's twitter at elias theodoru there is a gofundme set up and i encourage you guys to donate to that um this this was a shock nobody knew it was coming i want to correct something is is pr people have, have updated us that it was uh colon cancer as opposed to liver cancer but um Man, it is just, uh, it, it's heartbreaking. And I want to thank everybody for, for the kind words and for sharing it and for sharing the GoFundMe. Um, yeah, I just, uh, it, it's, a, it's a tough loss and it's, it's never easy losing somebody that you know, but man, he was the best of the best and a, a really great one. But uh, please donate to his GoFundMe. Uh, and, and help out but let's let's have a little bit of fun let's talk a little bit of wrestling there's plenty to talk about we got WWE raw tonight i want you guys to leave a thumbs up on this video please subscribe tap that bell for notifications um louise has posted the gofundme thank you louise our great moderator but uh we got denise salcedo here denise how are you doing I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we had a good episode of Raw here today and, you know, an eventful week in terms of the wrestling world. What? It's been like last week. I'm talking about last week. What? But I'm still feeling it, you know? What? How? I'm what still happened feeling last it. Week? I mean, just a little I'm, thing, I'm, you know? I'm not, literally, major. I'm physically feeling it, Denise. So I haven't exactly shared this with a bunch of people, but I've been training and doing some stuff about maybe getting in the ring again. I feel worse after not training last week, but working all those stories. Physically, I feel worse than I have uh, as I've been going through physical therapy and trying to heal up some injuries and uh, doing a couple things. I feel way worse doing this. Um, last week was the most insane week. Holy crap. Is it too early to ask you for a timeline of when we can expect to see you wrestling a match? Yeah, honestly, yeah, because I don't know if I'll be able to or not. Like, I've got, I've got some neck issues. I've got some stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe I'll do it. Did you um, get the bug when we did the GCW thing? Oh, I've, I've had the bug. the bug. I've had the bug for a long time. But I had told myself that like once we hit ten thousand, I would start training again. I started training a little bit earlier than that, but. Um, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how that goes. This isn't about that. We'll talk about that. If, if, and when we ever get there, I'd like to be able to feel my fingers first. Uh, somebody asked if like, Hey, maybe I am early morning guy steal. Maybe that's the situation. 
Hey, all uh, I'm going to say is you guys were both there the same night. I don't know what's going were. on. And I didn't see you for a majority of the time. I was like, where's Sean at? I don't know. I will. I will remind people of this. There is a match of mine under a mask that happened 2018 or 2019. And it's got like, I think it's got 60, 60,000 views on YouTube now. And nobody knows it's me. You haven't told me. I haven't seen it. Uh, nobody has. Nobody Can I has. like see it? Nope. I want to see it. Nobody. Nobody. I won't tell this, anybody, Sean. If, if somebody sends it to me and says, was this you? I will admit it. But until then, I'm going to keep it my secret. Can I'm going to keep it like my Easter clue? egg. Nope. I'm, I'm under a mask. Like where it happened? Yeah, I'm under but... a mask. Okay. I'm under a mask and I do a really nice swanton bomb in the match. Wow. That's unexpected. <laughs> I didn't know you had it in you, Sean. What are you talking about? You didn't know I had I didn't know you had it in you. I'm sorry, but I met you like post I, anything athletic sure. that you've ever done. Like yeah. I never knew athletic Sean Ross Sapp. I've only known Sean Ross yeah. Sapp on my computer screen. <laughs> well, but uh, anyway, anyway, completely separate of that. I want to thank you guys so much. Not only did we get to 10,000 subscribers and yes, Denise did get her raise. It was not a bump. It was a raise. But our entire staff across the board that has been here for any extended period of time got raises as a result. And not only did we pass 10,000, we blew past 11,000. We're closing in on 11,100 right now on Fightful Select. Uh, we've got news up on what I've heard about the, the Young Bucks WWE feeler rumors. Yesterday I had more news on the Bobby Fish CM Punk heat. It was exactly what you thought it was. Uh, it was because Bobby Fish kicked out of his GTS at like 3.1. How could you not expect heat there? How, how do you not think that's going to happen? Uh, we've got shows daily. We had our, our weekly series finale of, of uh, figure hall, but we've got so much stuff on fightfulselect.com. We've got all kinds of uh, like raw plans, SmackDown plans. We had the word that uh, Maurice would be on Raw tonight, that Sonya would be on Raw tonight. Oh, man. How Check many Fightful Select subscribers until you post that secret match of yours? I'm not ever going to do it. I'm not ever going to do it. No. It was a pretty decent match, too. It was it was an okay match. I'll but the I'll fact that you don't want to show it is telling me that you no, are and ashamed me, of it. Let me I'm not ashamed of it. No, I just... I didn't want that to like, at that point I was like, I want to be a serious journalist. <laughs> and oh, you I didn't or you did. I was, I was booked for the match and I was asked if I would just do it. And I was like, listen, I don't really want to like promote this and use fightful to promote it type of thing. Like that wasn't something that I wanted to do. And, and so I worked it under a mask and let me tell you, I had only worked under a mask four or five times before that. And holy crap, I could not breathe. I already can't breathe. I've got asthma. I've, I've got seen a, you with your asthma. I, yeah, I've got asthma. I've got um, a broken nose. I can barely breathe out of my nose in general, but you throw a mask on over top of that with no like breathing apparatus. Like it wasn't because I didn't want any of my face exposed because I somebody might recognize me. Sean, I remember the first time you and I watched wrestling together live in person, which yeah. was Double or Nothing in Jacksonville. And I remember like I was watching the show and I just kept hearing <laughs> and I turned to the I turned to look at you and you have a string of napkins hanging down your nose. <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> well, look, uh, we've already dying. got the super chats, humper chats. <laughs> says, hey, Sean, you said you're doing physical therapy. Do you have any, do you have to do any for your penis after Dennis low blow? Or is Blue Chew helping you? This is extremely uncomfortable, but um, no, I don't need to. Anton says we need Alvarez versus SRS ASAP. Uh, Brian is a fantastic performer in the ring. He really is. And he's a legit black belt. Um, I have a lot of respect for Brian uh, in and out of the ring, especially his jujitsu accomplishments. But like, let's stop talking about that. Get in your super chats. I'm curious. You shouldn't have brought it up. I brought it up like a year ago. Somebody asked me if any of my matches were on YouTube. And I was like, well, one, but one that's of me. But then there's like that one as well. The rest of them I, I had pulled. But um, leave a thumbs up. Nobody gives a shit about that other stuff. Uh, get in your super chats. Get in your humper chats. If you don't know what humper chats are, go to humperchats.com. It will uh, allow you to leave your question, your statement before we go on the air and our wonderful moderator, Luis, will collect them. Ivan says, Bengals making it to another Super Bowl. The elite going to the Fed. Ricochet's beard. One of them is fake, but which one? Ricochet's beard. Uh, the Bengals game was insane yesterday. I, I, I'm just glad I was there to see that shit storm. Graham says, fruit leather sponsorship win. Hit up Stretch Island, guys. Shit, uh, like shit. I want that stuff. I want, I want a leather sponsorship. Meet Norma says, "What's good, everybody?" Denise, when you wear that giraffe onesie, technically that means you're a furry. The corruption of that does Stepos not mean that has reached a new low. It does, and I, and I understand mm -hmm. from uh, our good friend Will Washington, host of Day After Dynamite and Grapsity, as well as uh, the show you do with him. Uh, you, you like furries now, Denise? No, I do not like furries. Okay. I just found out what furries are and you now I'm like never furries. wearing you my onesie again. No, you, no. You're no. out there doing interviews with furries. Like furry and swaggy pee the same week. Damn, that's impressive, Denise. Well, I am impressive, Sean. I guess so. Uh, well, we did have WWE Raw. Pina Colada rules says any words if there's serious interest in WWE bringing the Good Brothers back? They claim it, but like, how could I believe? Like, I can never know when they're serious or not, right? They were claiming it when they were still under impact contract. Like, how serious could I take that? Uh, I mean, we know WWE is open to contract tampering. That's this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap. Play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer. A lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Very evident, but hey, we got Seth Rollins doing an in-ring promo, and he says he's moving on from Riddle. He's, he's going on to different things. What do you think of Seth Rollins? He was getting babyface reactions, too. Like, they were Great. loving him. Great reactions for Seth Rollins during this. I love this, man. There was a lot of Raw that I really enjoyed today. I felt like the first two hours really flew by. Uh, and in terms of, like, the Seth Rollins promo, I first of all, like, want to say that I'm glad that they're continuing this whole thing with Matt Riddle and Seth Rollins the way that they are. And I like how it's kind of, like, we continuing to weave in and out of the show. Um, I love him basically just saying he's, you know, he hasn't held championship gold, and it's about that time that he wants to hold a championship gold. And I love the way that Riddle just like ran in and they just started to fight with one another. This was great. And I will talk more about this afterwards, but I love the way this all led into our uh, next match. So Riddle came out. I love that it's always on site with these two. It needs to be that way for good. And this leads to Balor versus Riddle. Judgment Day just sort of surrounds and they're like, nope, we got the match. Rollins ends up costing Riddle the match. In the end, the numbers game is too much. This was a big night in rehabilitating the image of Judgment Day. They they went a very, very long way in doing that. They're going to cheat to win. I'm okay with that. That's the element of the story. They had a killer match that led up to that. I love Ballery's and what is it, the 1916 or, or whatever the hell it is to set up the coup de gras. I mean, he could use that just as a finish and I'd be happy. But then by the end of the night, I was like, okay, I see why he's using the coup de grace as a finish. Um, I love this match. This is the kind of match that Riddle needed to have coming back. It didn't hurt him that much to lose it because the numbers game was so overwhelming. But Ballard, I felt, Denise, I thought Ballard needed this win really badly. Wait, I thought Finn Ballard won. Didn't he win? That's what I said. Yeah. Finn, no, you said, said Finn Ballard needed the win. Oh, sorry. I, I understood that lost. you said that. He, okay. No, I th- you said Balor lost. I was like, wait, what? I'm well, remembering I'm this match wrong. Okay. No worries. You had me. I was like, wait, I'm remembering this wrong. <laughs> okay. Well, anyways, um, first and foremost, I do want to, I, the second that you brought up how this enhanced the Judgment Day's image, this is literally like the main thing that I had on my notes for today was legitimately this was the first time, like, even though they're still incorporating the Mysterio stuff, that's obviously fine, right? Because we already know what direction they're heading in with all of this and they still have to, you know, tie that all up. But I legitimately feel like this was the first time that I actually cared about the Judgment Day. Uh, that wasn't like the ha-ha stuff with Rhea Ripley and Dominic. Like this was just, you know, 
uh, Damian Priest and Finn Balor. This was the first time that I actually cared. I thought the match was really good, really entertaining. Um, but the main thing that I particularly liked is that they actually made the, judge the Judgment Day seemed like uh, somebody that you should care about on the show. Like you should actually be somewhat afraid of them or see them as some sort of threat. And that's what they did here tonight. So I did like that. Even when Rey Mysterio came in and he just like jumped on the back of Damian Priest. I love the way that they kind of incorporated all of these different storylines, like the whole situation with uh, Seth and Riddle and then incorporating the Judgment Day in with Seth Rollins and then still tying up the stuff with Rey Mysterio. Um, I loved how all of this sort of just came together. The line from Finn Balor where he basically said like, hey, bro, I know the laws are relaxed in Portland, so maybe your brain is a little cloudy. I loved that yeah, line. That, was, a good that line. was really good. Yeah, that was really good. I was a fan of pretty much how they uh, went in from like the start into this uh, into this matchup and how we saw more of this later on in the show. So I was a fan of all of this. Oh, there was one more thing. One more thing. So after Seth Rollins did the stomp on Matt Riddle when he did the post-match attack afterwards, my favorite part in all of this was literally him just, like, smacking him in, on the head. And, like, I think he was telling him, like, move on, bitch, or something. And he goes, like, move on, bitch, and just hitting him. Oh, I love that. It's the little things for me. And Seth Rollins has been doing the little things that I really, really uh, feel are pushing his character a lot more. Yeah, I, I thought this was this match was was pretty important too if they weren't going to have dominic win the main event they really needed uh finn balor to go over here and i mean damian priest give him a win too uh rhea ripley is so invaluable to what this act is doing i think she brings it all together which is what we saw from the dominic promo now i thought that dominic promo it it sounded like me with asthma like <laughs> And we saw more of that later. Like he was, he was gassed early and we're going to talk about that, but we're, we're right now. We're going to talk about this promo. Carl says, next thing we know, Rhea is going to rename Dom into sub Mysterio. Really enjoying that storyline. I'm at least enjoying the fact that Rhea has him in her pocket. Like she completely owns Dominic. I mean, she's Dom's Dom. That's what the deal is. And listen, if you're Dominic, you take them where you can get them in that regard. Like, how are you going to say no? Uh, so what did you think about Dominic, who's who's basically cutting the varsity blues, I don't want your life promo. Like, he, he does not want his father's life. His father did not try to teach him, did not try to help him, and he's taking exception. Um, later on, Ray is, like, trying to talk him out of this ass-whooping he's about to get, saying, like, I wish I would have known. I wish I would have known. This Dominic promo, I was I didn't think it was good at all. And I saw people say, I've seen worse. That's not a good thing. We aren't settling for that anymore. A couple months ago, I probably would have settled for, I've seen worse. I'm not now, Denise. I want to see something good. Where do I begin? Okay, so here's the thing about this. Like, the way that I, I don't feel like I judge this like Dominic Mysterio, Rhea Ripley storyline, the way that I would judge anything else on Raw. Like I tend to bring the bar down a little bit lower for the storyline. And so with that being said, it wasn't the worst thing that I've seen Dominic do. This, this promo that we saw here today, it wasn't the worst thing. Uh, I actually thought it was like, 
fine for what it was. It was what I expected from this. I think at this point, though, it's just very clear that we need all the bells and whistles that you can possibly do for Dominic uh, to, you know, push the storyline even further. I feel like the way that I see the storyline, it's not more so of something, like I said, that I take seriously. It's rather something where I'm like, ha, this is going to be like the stupid funny portion of the show that I can roll with. So I judge this entirely differently. The one thing for me that doesn't... Okay, I already know Dominic is going to have a certain delivery. He's had the same delivery for everything. Everything's been the exact same, okay? Whether he's turning on his father, whether he's whether Rhea Ripley is like, you know, whispering sweet nothings in his ear. He has the exact same reaction. So my whole thing with this actually was the eye movement. And I know that's a little bit too, uh, you know silly but it's very obvious that you're either reading off cue cards or you're reading off a teleprompter or you've had like multiple takes and that's why they had to do the fade in the fade out uh so it that was the one thing that for me was just like oh keep it shorter next time like keep it shorter um in terms of the actual story where he's basically saying that he doesn't want his dad's life and his dad never asked him about his life uh i kind of felt like they were trying too hard with this one i'm like okay that's every generic storyline line ever for like a teenager okay i'm talking 15 16 years old and your parents want you to do something not like what how old is dominic again 25 25. or something 25 i wasn't mad at my mom because she was like denise i want you to go to college you know and not pursue pro wrestling you know that's it's not believable at the age of 25 and then even later on they were mentioning like They added more to it because they were like, oh, this isn't enough. So now let's add that he wasn't loved enough. He wasn't the favor. It was Aaliyah. So I feel like they're putting on so much onto this just to like, you know, make it seem like legit. Like, oh, Dominic has a reason to be mad. Oh, this wasn't good at all. This wasn't good at all. Uh, JM Melagrito says Judgment Day versus Legato Del Fantasma. I think Legato are probably going to be heels wherever they go as well. Uh, Carl says, anybody want to guess what Rhea whispered to Dom? What do you think she said? Look into my eyes. What do you see? (laughs) I I mean, listen. Scissor me, daddy ass. I don't know. Listen, if Rhea says that to Dom, he's just going to do whatever she says. Uh, but overall, 99 Media says Denise is just happy Dom gives her meme material. He does. Honestly, he that's does. why I'm not complaining. He's the only thing that's like feeding me on this show right now. Before it was Veer, now it's Dominic. You know, I'm sorry, but I got to get the meme material where it comes from. This is it right here. Well, listen, he's a pro- man now. Haven't this- you heard, Sean? I have. I have. And you know where you do that man business on your Helix Sleep mattress, whether it be you know, this angle, or maybe maybe this promo put you to sleep. Well, you want to get a good night's sleep on helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Let me tell you, if I didn't have a Helix, uh, the the few hours of sleep I actually got last week would have been even less. Uh, I, in, I think it was 2020, during the pandemic, I took the Helix Sleep quiz because I did not want to go to a mattress store and buy a mattress. I wanted to get something brand new, but I didn't want to go in completely blind. Uh, I got matched up with the Dusk Luxe model. It's between soft and firm. I went from just sleeping on my back to also being able to sleep on my side. That gives you a versatile night's sleep as well. But it's not just that. You take the quiz. You order the mattress you're matched to. It comes right to your door, shipped for free. You don't need to go to a mattress store again. They are the top overall mattress pick of 2020 by GQ and Wired Magazine. 
They've been recommended by multiple leading chiropractors. Doctors of Sleep Medicine is a go-to solution for improving sleep. I was on a slab of memory foam before this, and I said, you know what? I'm going to start investing, whether it be pillows, whether it be mattresses, something that I'm in an awful lot. I want to make sure that I invest in and make sure I get a good quality of sleep. That's what Helix Sleep does. They have plus-size mattresses. They have mattresses that cool you down, ones that align your spine, all that good stuff. And right now, they're offering up to $200 off all mattress orders and two free pillows for our listeners at helixsleep.com slash Fightful. They have a 10-year warranty, and you get to try it out 100 nights risk-free. If for any reason you don't like it, they'll come pick it up for you. Helixsleep.com slash Fightful. Weather daddies. I need the pillows, man. I need those pillows. Bro, I got a $5 pillow from the grocery outlet. You know how depressing that is? Anything like my, I used to go like really cheap on, on everything like that. Cause I was like, oh, I can make it work now. Like office chairs, pillows, beds. If I'm in it for like hours at a time, I'm going to spend some money on it. And it goes a long way. Uh, Roy says, she said, Denise is a furry too. That's what she whispered. Juan says, welcome to Monday Night Furries. Sorry, Denise. Keep getting in those Super Chats and Humper Chats. Denise did get a raise. I got to cover that spread. Lord Kev says, raw was the drizzling poop emojis. Yeah, it wasn't great for me, but it was all right. It was the same that it's been the last couple of weeks. Yeah. DDM There's says, been episodes that I didn't care about that. I felt that you were all like, oh, this was a great episode. And I was like, what he watched? The actual show. DDM says, get Rhea back in the ring. Dom, hang it up. Flat screen. I don't know what flat screen's about, but I do wish we could see Rhea back in the ring. Michael Key says that Rhea whispered, subscribe to Fightful. It would be kind of cool to hit 1,100 uh, tonight. So if any of you guys want to do that, or 1,200, or 11,100. There, I got it. I got it. I figured it out. We're two away. Joel says the Dom promo was rough. Hate to ask it, but does he get any leeway of who uh, who he is and who the old man is? He's like a bad steak needs seasoning. I mean, he's there because of who his old man is. I mean that that's the reason he was on TV in 05. It's the reason he's on TV before he got put on the roster. He's the reason that, that he signed. No disrespect to Dom, I'm sure he's working hard to get better, but raise the reason he's there. Yeah, and I feel bad because at some point you either have it or you don't, and it's just been such a long time. And, like, I wonder why, because I remember, like, before Dominic Mysterio came into WWE, uh, Ray had sent him to, like, a bunch of different schools, right, for him to learn. And I'm like, I think he rushed getting him into WWE, and maybe you should have just let him, like, you know, go around the schools a little bit longer. I mean, if if Ray weren't in WWE – then Dominic would probably be like an MLW or something wrestling with the Von Erics or something like that. I think that's probably where he'd be. And that'd be because of the name too. Yeah, of course. I mean, they love to do that and it's very smart of them to do that for buzz. Dick, the cock Johnson says one of the weaker triple H shows tonight. I thought Gargano Gable ruled and KO is best. Also bandana Balor is based uh, to our moderator. Let's, let's put those in like a, a unique match. That way we can kind of, address those as we get there but let's talk about that match johnny gargano defeated chad gable johnny's first match this year it did not look like his first match denise johnny gargano did not miss 
a single second. I love that they said that they, they brought it up that it's not that he's, he's not the biggest guy. He knows he's not the biggest guy, but he's going to out wrestle you and he's going to have more heart than you. And the Gable aspect of this Gable was the perfect first opponent back. Like that's the guy you want in the ring. They went 14, almost 15 minutes, Denise, the transitions, the whole story was Johnny repeatedly going Gargano escape, Gargano escape over and over trying to get in and out of it. And then he ends up doing the slingshot DDT instead. I like, I like that. I felt like there was a story there where, you know, maybe the Gargano escape might not get it done on raw, but he's going to go to this instead. I thought this was a phenomenal match. The crowd was into it. We are, are this is awesome chance. Johnny wrestling chance. You love to see that. This was an eye pleaser. This was so enjoyable to watch all of the counters and how they got in and out of things was just phenomenal to see. You know, obviously Chad Gable is known for doing those beautiful suplexes with the great bridge work. And we got to see that with, with Johnny Gargano Incorporated. But speaking of uh, the Gargano escape, my favorite portion of this was when uh, Gable went in to do the headbutt and instead uh, the flying headbutt. And then afterwards it was uh, Johnny Gargano who did the Gargano escape right after that. But I loved it because because Gable turned it into the ankle lock. And so that whole like transition, like back to back, I thought was really enjoyable. That clothesline from, um, from Gargano. Oh, chef's kiss. It looked just oh, yeah. extra hard hitting than it normally does. Oh, for we some saw reason. some good clotheslines on raw tonight. Bia- oh, yeah. Sonia had a good one on Bianca too. Then we have to talk about that dive too, because I thought it was really funny because Otis was holding on to Gable. So Otis, yeah. Otis was holding on to Gable and then Johnny did the dive, but when he did it, Otis was the one that like, like went flying onto the commentary table. It was just freaking hilarious. So I love this. The DDT looks phenomenal. A great win for Johnny Gargano. I thought it was like you said, Gable was the perfect opponent for this because he can go um, with Gargano and can do anything that he wants him to do, really any kind of match they want to have. And they did it. And then on top of this, not only was this like a reminder for people of like what Johnny Gargano can do, but also like for those that maybe weren't NXT viewers for the casual audience, they had a really enjoyable match to see as well. Prime Ben says Johnny rolled out of bed and scored a four out of five with Gable. It's, it's hard to, to disagree with that. And TK says the streets need Gargano and Seth for the U S championship only way I'm cool with Bobby dropping it right now. Uh, and he says, go Browns. Joey B has never beaten us. He will. Don't worry about that. So after this match, a phenomenal match. Exactly the kind of match you want to see Gargano have after that amount of time. Theory comes out. You know, he, he ain't happy. He attacks. But Theory cuts his promo in the ring. Oh, but shit, Denise. Kevin Owens comes out. And he cuts one of the best promos you're going to see all year. He says, you're talking about how you were the hand-picked guy. You were the hand-picked guy. You're not anymore. It doesn't work like that anymore. Prove me wrong. He's like, you won in a ladder match you weren't even supposed to be in because you were handed it. He's like, earn something and prove me wrong. He also said, I've seen a ton of guys like you. You're a dime a dozen. And he said, Guys like Johnny Gargano and myself are the heart and soul of WWE. You are the appendix. You are completely expendable. Now, let me tell you. Coming from a guy whose team has a quarterback that just had his appendix removed and he threw like five interceptions, 
That one didn't hit as hard with me because it feels like his appendix wasn't very expendable this week. However, I got what Kevin Owens was saying, and it kicked ass. This was... I, I think it's even better than the Ric Flair Carlito promo that we saw 15 years ago or whatever that WWE had Flair do to send Carlito a message because this, as far as I know, is purely fiction. I've heard no issues with theory backstage. There were issues with Carlito backstage. This was two people playing off of perceptions and art and character work, making it emotional, and then making you go, I want to watch them fight. That's what this was. This wasn't sending a message. As far as I know, this was just two people doing their damn job, Denise. And I thought that they couldn't have done it better. Yeah, I didn't think of it as like sending a message because to me, it just feels very obvious that, like you said, they're playing towards the perception of Austin Theory where like the fans were like hating him. They're like the huge community that's like, nah, he's not the guy and this and that and blah, blah, blah. So I feel like they're just playing to that aspect of it. And ever since, you know, uh, Johnny, ever everything that uh, has been happening with Austin Theory since Triple H um, took over, more so the stuff with like the interactions with Johnny Gargano, this interaction with Kevin Owens, uh, it even though they're like you know playing to that perception that the audience has some of the audience has a theory I personally feel it's elevated theory so much more because I recall enjoying that little interaction that he had with Johnny Gargano a couple weeks ago or last week or whatever week it was and then moving on to this one here today with Kevin Owens I but in particularly like this because I didn't see it as like oh Kevin Owens like yeah he was like throwing all of these shots at him saying like oh you're not anywhere near the level of Johnny Gargano and I and this and that the whole appendix line but the part that I feel brought it back and totally didn't dismantle Austin Theory was when basically Kevin Owens said well prove to me prove to me that you're that guy and so for me I kind of liked how he basically just told them like after all of this prove me wrong prove me wrong this was good stuff man I think Kevin Owens like freaking lit up the goddamn room it was amazing. You couldn't have asked for more. They got into it afterwards. Theory got busted up. They're having a match next week. I'm pumped to see the match next week. It's going like, to be good, I think. Damn, at this point, like you got Rollins and Lashley, and I'm kind of like, damn, should this main event over top of it? But they're doing something now that they haven't, that they weren't doing a lot of before Triple H came in, and that's actually building matches for next week they're selling me a match for next week they're saying hey you need to tune in because i'm pumped to tune in next week now based on these two just incredible work from these guys um surprised we can get more super chats humper chats about this you all should send them in guys uh but nerd guru says team ko versus bloodline at survivor series ko sammy johnny and champa all the pieces are there also at the same show do imperium versus ldf versus brawling brutes so something that i mentioned today denise I'm so pumped to see how Triple H books a Survivor Series because we have seen how good Survivor Series matches can be when they matter. When it's not like, here, it's for bragging rights of SmackDown. It's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's because they care so much about the shirt they wear. No, I want to see something. Like 2004 Survivor Series, it was for control of Raw for a month. You had uh, The Authority. That that fame where with Ziggler making that incredible comeback. There are so many good ones. The the 
uh, the alliance against Team WWF uh, in 2001. There were so many that can just add juice to something and make it exciting and give you an epic 45, 50-minute match with a bunch of your top stars instead of like, uh, I don't know, having a match where Walter gets beaten two and a half minutes and everybody's like, what the hell just happened? So I'm excited. How do you, do you think he'll add stakes to it? Do you think he'll make it matter? He's got to, because that's like the biggest criticism of the Survivor Series, like recently, is that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Like you said, it was just about you're wearing a red T-shirt and I'm wearing a blue T-shirt. And that's what's important, apparently. Uh, And I think that's one of the things that Triple H has been doing pretty well is that he's been correcting the things that were so obvious that fans wanted to see change. Like even like, for example, like the 24-7 championship. I don't even remember the last time we saw a 24-7 championship. And if we did, clearly it didn't take up much of the show because I don't even remember. I really, truly don't. Yeah, I mean, and that was one of the things, right? Um, and then just like even they're, they're not even Fury, sorry to cut you off, they're not even acknowledging like the house show title changes anymore, like on their own website. Yeah, and it's little things like even Austin Theory, like I already said, like some of the booking around him has gotten so much better. He's not doing these silly and stuff anymore and god knows what else we sat through for weeks and weeks on end uh there's just a bunch of little things that he's been doing that the intercontinental the u.s title we've talked about this so the point is that i feel given the little changes that we've seen i could expect something for survivor series and if he doesn't it's gonna be a huge miss i just i was so pleased with this owens owens thing it just it worked out so well uh, Alex Diaz says, any chance we get KO versus Johnny versus AT for the money in the bank? I would love that too. I would love if they did a triple threat ladder match with the money in the bank hanging up there. And then like if Theory wins it that way, he can at least play off of that. Like you can play off of that and him, like imagine how insufferable he'd be if he had an actual reason to be like that instead of losing all the time. Yeah, I agree. And it would give back some meaning, I think, to the money in the bank briefcase. Because that's what it needs yeah. to. It's kind of, it looks too much like a joke. Sean Hoss Max says, who's the first one to pin Roman shoulders to the mat, Seth or Cody? I, I mean, honestly, if if I were to creatively think of a way to do it, one, I would split the, the freaking titles. I am so sick of Raw not having a top title. It is beyond stupid to not have one on, on there. Uh, I've said this time and time again, The Rock and Roman Reigns do not need that title. And the family, head of the table, tribal chief, all it takes is The Rock coming back and saying, you're not the tribal chief. I never stopped being the tribal chief. I went off and made all this money in Hollywood. You're still here doing this. Don't worry, buddy. I'll get you a bit role in my next movie too, just like I did before. We're off to the races. We don't need anything but... But like the head shrinkers coming out there and putting the lay on somebody and the remaining family members out there. That's what we need there. If if you do Seth, if, if Seth ends up winning and The Rock costs him the title, all right, kind of. But I, I'm such of the belief that Roman should drop it to somebody who really needs to be made because I, I don't know. See, here's my question, though. For example, for Cody, would it mean any less if Cody won the championship and it wasn't from Roman Reigns, it was from someone else, would it mean any less? I don't think so, right? Yeah, I mean... Because the moment is him winning the title. 
Yeah, and I think Cody, maybe Cody should be the one to beat Roman because Cody, that that is a solidification, it is like solidifying. He is a tip, tip, top guy. Him beating Rollins for the title would also play off of history and all that. But I mean, Rollins can be his first feud after Roman too. Like, I don't know. Um, I, I feel like this is one of those situations that Triple H is going to have to figure out and maybe he already has because this seems to me, Denise, very like 2019 WWE-ish where we looked and we go, wait, they beat Kofi with Brock so he could face Kane. They're bu- they're booking themselves into a corner here. Oh, wait, they're putting Bray in this title match already, booking themselves into a corner. Wait, is Goldberg really going to beat The Fiend? They're booking themselves into a corner. And we saw it time and time again. And it felt like they're already in that situation. So I'm interested to see how it unfolds, but it wasn't we Drew. expecting Cody back again? Like when's this like nine months thing up? I'm, oh, it ain't going to be nine months. There is Looking zero chance that they, they were working that. It wasn't going to be that long at all anyway. So, oh, shorter than that, you mean? Yeah, it'd be shorter. Okay, than okay, that. okay. All right, because that's what I'm wondering, because I'm thinking like, okay, because you could even do something where it's like, okay, fine, like you have Seth Rollins defeat Roman Reigns, right? Let's say you want to do that just so you can get the title, you know, moving about and actually showcased on weekly television. And you can always circle back to having Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, clearly, and have him win the title from Seth Rollins. I don't know. I'm just trying to think of ways where you actually get the title. But if Cody Rhodes is not going to be gone for that long, then it's like, well, you might as well just wait and have him defeat Roman Reigns. Yeah. Joel says KO promo was fantastic. I want Gargano to get the case off of theory. If he doesn't keep it, KO Sammy versus Usos is the draw there. I'm in agreement with that too. I think KO and Sammy are the ones to take the titles from the Usos. Also split those damn things up too. What the hell are we doing here? We don't have tag champs or world champ on raw and it's a three hour show. I'm oh sorry, God. but I'm pretty over the Usos being champions. Like at this point, it almost, it, I'm, I'm over it. Yeah, I'm over it. Well, we have new women's tag team champions. Damage Control uh, defeated Bougie and Badass. KE775 says, so why did Raquel and Aaliyah win two weeks ago? I don't know. Shock value? Who knows? There are a couple of issues I have with this match. Production. So a thing that I've noticed that AEW does that is very smart When somebody is getting on the top rope, they go tight in on that person. That way, you don't see the person on the floor camping out, hugging their buddy, goofing around, which is what they did with Raquel. They they showed Raquel just looking around, what's going on? What's going on? Huh? Huh? Like, it wasn't her fault. Io was taking her time getting up there. That's why you shoot Io tight or just shoot what's in the ring. The Aaliyah cell off of the chiropractor was something. Oh my God. It was like, don't, don't. <laughs> it was so, it was cute, but it was bad. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, uh, it was like she, she like felt like she didn't do enough. So she had to like add some emphasis into it. It uh-huh. was cute, bless her heart, but it was very, very like funny looking. It sure was. Um, I'm glad that that Damage Control won the titles. They should have from the jump. But you can always say Raquel and Aaliyah, former tag champs. It's a thing you can say whenever they're having their matches or whatever. It just, it, I remember how that finish went. And we were like, oh, 
well, this is the first big L of the Triple H era, right? Like we looked at that and we're like, ah, oh, man. And that wasn't anything against Raquel or Aaliyah. It just, it was flat. And then everybody was like, well, where's Sasha and Naomi? Well, big shocker, guys. There ain't nothing there yet. It's not, it wasn't set. It wasn't happening. They, they'd given us no indication to believe it. They just decided to bring the belts back because Triple H gives a shit. Um, but this match in general, I'm glad that Dakota and EO won. They should have won already, though. We knew from the second that Raquel and Aaliyah won that they were going to be transitional champions. It was very obvious. And I don't feel like their reign necessarily served a purpose. So with that being said, yeah, I do agree that they should have just gone with Dakota and EO right off the bat just to be. And this is the main reason. And the main reason for that is these belts need some damn credibility back. Holy moly. Like they need so much credibility. And now I like, again, I feel like nothing against Raquel and Aaliyah, but let's just be real. Like we knew that they weren't going to be like this dominant tag team where it was 50, 50 from both ends. You know, it wasn't that. So I feel like finally with Dakota and EOS champions, they are a believable team that can actually bring some like, you know, some, some, I don't want to say dignity, but some pride back into those championships, you know, make them mean something again, especially with the way everything ended, you know, with Sasha and Naomi. So I just feel bad that they had to go around this and just could have just gone straight towards, you know, crowning them champs. Tony Ramos says, I completely agree that KO's promo wanted me to, made me want to see a match with Theory for the first time. I feel like he'll elevate Theory and he needs it so much with the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yes, he does. So I, I legitimately would not mind if they were like, all right, let's do Gargano, Owens, and Theory, and then Theory wins it because I think that's the character development he needs. Joel Wood says, with damage control now as the tag champs, do you think Sasha and Naomi eventually return to confront the new champions? I sure hope so. They really need those two back in this tag team division really, really badly, especially if they're going to, not combine these with the NXT tag titles, which they probably should do as well. Don't know if Toxic Attraction is up full-time. I think they look great. They are ready-made main roster. JC Jane in particular, like if you watch her on SmackDown and watch her body language and her facial reactions, she gets it as well. But um, I hope they bring them back up. had a fun match with uh, Nikki and Dewdrop on NXT, I think last week or the week before that, something like that. They did. Joel says, on your comments, split them for Alpha Academy. Easy. And Roy says, what do you even call transitional champs who transition the titles to the team they beat for the titles? Circular champs? Scenic route champs? Pit stop champs? Oh, my gosh. Roadblock champs? Mulligan champs is what we'll call them. Uh, We've got Christopher S. Says, the year is 2023. The show WWE main event. It's the Jackson experience. Matt and Nick versus Shelton Benjamin and Top Dalla. Shelton and Top Dollar win in 8.34. That's about three minutes longer than they would book that match to go on main event. But uh, Michael Keyes also says, so those young bucks, eh? Yeah, there was a, a post from Ryan Frederick on the Wrestling Observer board that said that they had sent feelers out. Now, I've heard two ends of this. I had heard that rumor as of a few weeks ago. Um, in August, I had some people saying, yeah, they got feelers out, but I'd also heard that they had said stuff like, yeah, what you're hearing about punk is true. Not great in the locker room type of thing. Um, 
that's the the most I've heard about them mentioning CM Punk. You know, their CM Punk had said, "Oh, they're leaking that this happened." Well, that didn't happen in my experience, but did I hear that at least one of them said Punk wasn't the most wonderful to be around? Yes. However, I asked people that would absolutely know if they sent out feelers, and they were like, "Yeah, we don't know where that's what." Who else would they reach out to besides us? Um, one of the people that I talked to that swore that they did said that they wanted to talk to somebody in management. Now, AEW contracts are not as cut and dry as, as we have seen because Cody, I think AEW thought his deal was going to be a lot longer than it was. And I'll have, how about this? I'm going to have some more on the Cody Rhodes AEW departure on Fightful Select in the coming weeks as well because I've learned some more things there. Subscribe, $5. But like, also i wonder like and again i have i have also heard the rumors that the young bucks did like that's a common wdb rumor right now that they sent feelers out but i'm like denise who why would they wonder if there's interest they almost signed there in 2018 they only have a more style friendly boss there now than they did then because vince isn't in control now triple h is in control why wouldn't he want to take two of the biggest stars from AEW and put them on his show in their in-ring primes? Like, so to me, if that happens, they would probably just be doing it to make sure, well, is everything okay? with if, if we come in and Cody's there, how much money would it be? I don't know that that's a, that's a theory, but what did you think when you heard that? My head is spinning and I have more questions than ever before because, okay, so... Okay, prior to the brawl, right? Because we don't know what the third-party investigation is going to say, right? Yes. Prior to the brawl, when were the Young Bucks contracts supposed to be done with AEW? Do you know that? So, let me let me look here. Because I'm just wondering, like, how much well, time was again, left? It's, it's not cut and dry, but on... Um... On Being the Elite, on October 7th, 2019, they were described as four-year deals. Uh, now, here's the thing. Originally, Dave Meltzer had reported in The Observer when AEW started that they were five-year deals. However, he said that about Cody, too. Very clear, Cody's wasn't. Or AEW happened to just give up and let him out. There are also option years uh, associated with those uh, on AEW's side, I believe. So I don't think anything is really as cut and dry as just, eh, well, this, this is it. Also, when we referenced on in October 2019 that these are four-year deals, were they maybe four-year deals from the start of AEW? Were they the, the double or nothing? Was it the time that the television started? Um, it Was it from that point? Like there's... I don't think it's nearly as cut and dry as anybody is saying right now, but I'm, I'm going to try to find out. Because I feel like that's really, to me, going to be the big indicator of, sure. you know, why? Why why do they want to leave AEW? I mean, this was obviously before the brawl, since you mentioned that you had heard this rumor since as of August. Mm -hmm. And um, so that makes me wonder, like, why? It was it just the CM, you know, was it just CM Punk, you know, not you know, being pleasure, like being good to work with them behind the scenes, whatever. But it's like, it's crazy to me because they're EVPs though, you yeah. know? So there should he be was too. like, 
you meant I know and you mentioned like it's not cut and dry I feel like for an EVP it should be cut and dry like no no I I mean well maybe there maybe there but I mean specifically for us because okay got it yeah okay and somebody said I heard December 2023 Sean you said something of that last week I remember no I didn't um I it is sitting there on our contract field right now on fightful.com like under the resources section uh, we've got what we have and it says 2023 slash 2024 i don't know look i remember when cody went over to wwe and he was basically you know talking about the evp status with AEW. he basically said you know i wasn't ready to take on that kind of a position when basically he still wanted to be, you know, the star, the wrestler, right? And if you're an EVP, you're going to have to not put yourself first, right? So I'm wondering if maybe the Bucks feel along that same way or what, you know? I just feel like there's too much that's unknown because it looks bad. It looks bad perception-wise to have somebody with a title of an EVP wanting to leave the company. Sure, yeah. It doesn't look good. No, exactly. So that's why for me, I'm like, there's still so many questions yet that are left unanswered where it would help to obviously know that stuff. But as of right now, just like from what we know, it doesn't look good. And if this happened prior to the brawl, yeah, it doesn't look good. After the brawl, then yeah, it makes a little bit a little bit more sense, yeah. you know? Chris says, Sean, are the rumors true that WWE called the Bucks the Jackson experience and give them a Devon Preacher gimmick? Maybe inflatables. Confirm. They would not do that. They would come in as the young bucks. I get it, it was a joke, but yeah, they would come in as the young bucks. Joel Reiser says Dakota's first win over Raquel too. She didn't pin Raquel, so they, they can still go back to that as well. Uh, by the way, guys, whether you're in Stanford, Jacksonville, Orlando, it doesn't matter. You can be anywhere virtually thanks to NordVPN.com slash Fightful. I watched that UFC pay-per-view this weekend and I watch it at a much more reduced rate than most people because I got NordVPN.com slash Fightful, got those additional four months free, got that 30-day money back by changing my virtual location with just one click. That allows me to subscribe to overseas services that give me a significantly reduced price on the pay-per-view. So then if, just, if you're ordering one pay-per-view, the amount of money that you're saving is going to end up paying for Nord for like a full year. And then maybe you want the WWE Network back. Well, you can sign up via Canada. Maybe you want AEW Plus and want, want to watch AEW without commercials. Well, change your virtual location to Lithuania maybe, maybe New Zealand. A lot of those. Just, just take a little virtual vacation. It's available on all your devices, the fastest VPN in the world. Mm -hmm. And it comes with that online threat protection, block online trackers, malware, and annoying pop-up ads. And they've got three great tiers, whether it's a VPN, pass, or a locker, or all three, nordvpn.com slash Fightful have you covered. I love hearing from people that use nordvpn.com slash Fightful. By all means, if you have gotten that and used our code, send me a tweet. I would love to hear from you. nordvpn.com slash Fightful. You got nothing to lose. 30-day money back guarantee. Well, Weather Daddy says, was at a house show this weekend? The main event was Sammy McIntyre. Sammy got <laughs> Sammy imitated Roman Superman punch and spear routines. <laughs> beat for beat. Good shit, pal. Got the crowd going. Hope he gets to do that on TV. Oh, that sounds like a blast. Uh, Scott says, any thoughts on Jake Paul, Anderson Silva? Oh, I got a lot of thoughts. I'm pumped for it. Anderson Silva is 
the one person I've wanted Jake Paul to fight. Jake Paul is not heavily experienced, but you know what? He beat a UFC fighter in Ben Askren. Is that saying much in a boxing match? Not really. He beat Tyron Woodley. Is Tyron Woodley over the hill? Yes, but he was a UFC champion who knocked people out. However, Anderson Silva could have been a boxer, and I'm not saying that Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. is like a world beater or anything, but he's an actual legit boxer, and Anderson Silva stepped in and beat the brakes off of him after losing like eight or nine straight UFC fights, all but one. And he stepped in and he beat Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. last year. It said split decision. It was not a split decision. Anderson Silva just walked him. So I think this is going to be a good one. I'm actually excited for the fight. But uh, Joel says the Bucks are one thing, but my goodness, Kenny Omega in the Fed. Hunter would be salivating because that opened the doors to some New Japan talent interest again. I don't think so because I don't think it was necessarily contingent on Kenny Omega because I don't know that they were on great terms for a long time. If they got Rocky Romero, maybe they would get some New Japan talent because he is the key to all that. Also, Kenny Omega versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania would be huge. Nicholas says, starting to wonder if WWE contract tampering to AEW superstars is now the Young Bucks, just a theory. I mean, Denise, I think it was very obvious what WDB were doing. Whenever the regime switched, they were like, let's cause a little bit of chaos here. And that's that what is, they did. That seems like that's not chaos. That is, no, you can't. Like, that's that's illegal. You know, like, tampering, no. They no, did that's, it, though. That's, they did that's it. wrong chaos, though. But they did know? it. I you mean, can start chaos another way. This is like crossing a, a legal line, you know? But what does that do that gets all these wrestlers to say, well, I could go back there and I know the guy who's running creative there and I know I'd make this much money. Hey, Tony, what about that? And we, we know that one person's went to Tony. We know that another person asked for their release and ended up getting it. And now they got a huge non-compete. Look, all I'm going to say is the wrestling landscape changes very, very fast. Do not burn bridges because of something you think is a sure thing. Yep. Big E says... What do you guys think about running back Gargano Ciampa this time for the WWE Championship somewhere down the line? Love everything you guys do. I would like to wait and see like, how they how they get received on the main roster and how they do before we're like, yeah, let's run that back for the title. Intercontinental title? Well, I don't care really how over they are there. You could make that work. Any thoughts, Denise? Can you repeat the question? Gargano Ciampa, WWE title. Do you think oh, they oh okay. Yeah, yeah. That'd be great. I mean, that was something that everybody was already talking about yeah. for a while, you know? The second that, you know, Johnny came back. Miz does an interview from home, but not really. Because Maurice is like, hey, we got to go. So they leave. And Dexter Loomis is in the house. Uh, Poppy Casa says, what if Bray Wyatt were to come back and align with Dexter Loomis? I don't think that's a fit. I'd be shocked if Bray Wyatt didn't come back. I mean, I, I halfway expect him to come back this month. Uh, I, I mean, at this point, why haven't they signed him? But um, I'll, I'll get through this one. Dan's just swell says, when I finished Earl's review last week, specifically the Dexter Loomis portion, I realized Tommaso never seems to be able to help Miz when Loomis shows up. Maybe Ciampa is behind Loomis terrorizing Miz. Or it's a balls thing. <laughs> like, he's, he's stalking the Miz. And, I mean, it's funny. 
Where do you think it's going? Well, I mean, ever since you put the butt stuff in my mind, I mean, like, <laughs> come on. Well, you brought it up. I wasn't thinking that direction last time. And so today I watched this with an entirely new perspective on this. Like now I'm just searching for anything that is insinuating there's butt stuff that was involved. And when he said like, when they asked him like, oh, why don't you want to talk about it? Well, I don't want to talk about it. And I was like, yeah, the butt stuff's for reals. <laughs> but now it just makes me very uncomfortable because like the man has a wife and children and like, I'm sorry, but I cannot be on board with him, like, stalking them, going into their house. Like, there's a whole family in there. Come on now. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, part of me wants to laugh, but the other part of me is, like, low-key like, nah, bro, I'm not about that life. Well, that happened. Uh, Elijah Selby says that Denise's interview with Braun on Fightful. Denise. You haven't asked me for it. You got to work out a rate for this. We're going to pay you for it. Yeah, and we'll, seriously. We'll I didn't about to. But you promoted it as being so much worse than it is. I feel Who like cares? it's going to be a disappointment. Nah, it's okay. Well, we might. What I might do is whenever I get my bearings underneath me, we might do like a special 10,000 stream, even though we're, we're at 11,100 now. And How about I might we play yours and mine back to back? We might. We might. Because that would make me feel better. I don't yeah, want to be I, exposed like this. I, asked <laughs> I don't the want third. people to. <laughs> I asked I Rick want... for his, and he said it was so bad he deleted his because he didn't think anybody'd ever want it. I was like, what? I never delete an interview. Oh, he deleted his? He deleted it. So his was definitely worse than both of ours. I wouldn't I have know. deleted it. Oh, I'll run anything, I'll run almost anything. I just uh, don't want to look bad. That's all I'm saying right here. Yeah, like, I, I need bad. everybody that watches that to know that I was trying my best. Trey says, my top dream match is the Elite versus New Day. The chances I thought was below 0%. Now I think it's over a 3% chance. Maybe I can dream. I think it's absolutely over 3% chance. Absolutely. In wrestling today, come on. Trey also says, also get well soon, Big E. Miss you lots. We do miss him. He, he was looking good this weekend at, at the Buccaneers game, I believe it was. Uh, so good for him. Uh, always love to see him healing. Nick uh, Nicholas says Vince McMahon is not happy with WWE creative sitting in his chair and telling USA to cause a technical difficulty. So guys, it was before anybody asked, it was not an angle. It was, how do not, you know, Sean? Cause it wasn't cause it happened all over the place. It wasn't an angle. It wasn't. And did you ask? You, yeah, I did. I did. Why wouldn't I? I'm just but saying. Omos, Omos won a squash, and it wasn't good at all. The offense looked terrible. The guy taking the 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 snake eyes, like, leaned his – it was so bad. Uh, I didn't the boot, even watch this. The I, big boot was bad. This was real bad. Was it just an enhancement talent? It, yeah, it was a squash match, a handicap squash match. It just wasn't good. Oh, okay. Because I only saw the end of that. By the time that the cutting happened, I did a whole refresh. Then I hold, I did, I did a whole screenshot. Yeah. By the time I did all that, this match was over. I think the la the only Not thing I good. saw was the boot to the face, and I was like, oh, well, it was a moss, and I was Oof. like, I didn't miss anything, so I didn't even care. To Michael Warren said, "Did Loomis give Miz the hide and right? Sure seems that way." Terry says, Johnny Gargano's villain run in NXT, you both liked? Yeah, I, I rather enjoyed it. I thought it was one of the funnier things on the show. Or one of the better things on the show. The Line Drive says, I wish I got free family portraits like Miz does from the Loomis Clause. I mean, he is a legitimately talented artist. Like, he's very, very good. 
Backstage, we see Seth approached by Bobby Lashley. Uh, Seth says, all you dumb MMA fighters always think the same. And they got a, a U.S. title match set up for next week. I am stoked for that. Bobby Lashley looked different. Does he always, always wear up. glasses? He doesn't always wear glasses, does he? No. No. No, huh? What do you think of this? You excited for the match? Sure. I think they'll have an exciting match. If you this want to talk uh, more about fashion, by the way, Share uh, Delaware over on Fightful Overbooked did the newest edition of Strong Style with uh, Joel Pearl looking at the fashion behind All Out. It's doing uh, very, very good numbers. Let me see what it's sitting at right now. I was well, going to say sh- that's good. Uh, yeah, I know, especially on uh, like overbooked. Like that's those are incredible numbers. One point two thousand. So that's that's very good. So check People that out. Talk fashion. I thought it was a great idea for a show too, like looking at the fashion of specific shows, especially big pay-per-views, because that's when everybody breaks out the new gear, the entrance stuff. So uh, go show that that show some love. They did they did a lot of great work over there. SAS says, do you know if all the matches at Extreme Rules will have stipulations? It'll be like last year with only one Extreme Rules match. I haven't heard that they'll all have stipulations at all. At all. Uh, KE775 says, we haven't seen Tiffany Stratton, Wendy Chu, or Alba on NXT for a while. I think we see any of them on Raw or SmackDown before the end of the year. I think Wendy Chu should be up like yesterday, Denise. I think, I've long said this, there's money in somebody being like the Santino of the women's division. Like that entertaining, funny character. It's just, I think that Wendy Chu is far better in the ring than Santino ever was. Uh, now, granted, we know now that he was, Guy had a, a terrible neck injury his entire career. So, uh, but I think Wendy Chu should be called up. Either, either of those three, Stratton, Chu, or Fire, or Fry. So Wendy Chu, yes, the character would definitely work on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. Um, Tiffany Stratton has had the best improvement from the women, I would say, from what we've seen from where she started to where she's at now. But I wouldn't rush her yet to the main roster just because if she's had this improvement thus far, I feel like there's still more to go. And um, then uh, Alba Fire, I think she she should have been she should be on the main roster for sure. I I, I actually love the gimmick, the character with her and the fire and the girl on fire type of deal i love that she's definitely should be on the main roster for sure jp says bucks updated their twitter bio on 11 26 21 that they extended to 2024 oh yeah it it said it contract officially rolled over two more years gave ourselves a nice raise we deserve it (laughs) that's clever i'll look to find out some more on that because again AEW thought they had cody a lot longer than they had him Women's title, Bianca Belair, her challenge is answered by Sonya Deville. Um, I like if they're going to do this, the only way it makes sense is for it to be an open challenge because Sonya doesn't beat anybody. But Sonya needed a match like this, a match where she and somebody else could go out there for 12, 13 minutes, have a competitive match. They could beat the crap out of each other. They played off of history. I thought it was a good match as well. I really liked that. I just think they need to be using Sonya Deville better or putting her in a tag team because she loses all the time. She was going to lose here. She ain't winning this match. Bianca Belair is special. Sonya is too. But right now it's Bianca's time. KE775 says, is it good for Sonya? She had competitive encounters with Ronda Friday and Bianca Monday. Got to get her some wins now, obviously. I agree. But tonight wasn't that night, Denise. 
No, um, I'm glad this match got a good length of time, but personally, I wasn't interested in it because, again, I wasn't expecting Sonya Deville to defeat Bianca Belair, and I feel like the booking of Bianca Belair could be better. I feel like they need to have her in, you know, that's why I couldn't, like, even though I wasn't, like, totally up for this match, I think there was, I was torn. Part of me was like, okay, fine, this is going to be a solid victory for Sonya, for Bianca Belair, but at the same time, I still wanted to be an opponent that's a little bit more believable, especially for the champion. Um, I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm more excited to see if Bailey becomes champion than Bianca Belair, and that's, like, not where I think it I should be at. I feel like the booking for Bianca Belair should have been a lot stronger. Edge Dominic goes to a non finish. Alex Diaz says, can we get Logan Paul to show Dom how to do the three amigos? It was bad. He looked exhausted very, very early. I don't say very early, about eight minutes in, which for an inexperienced wrestler that happens, but uh, Casey is raw says Dom needs new gear, not his old gear. Uh, Dom needs a lot of things right now. He got through this, but man, was he, he was weathered and those suplexes looked bad. Denise edge was doing everything he could, everything he could, but this was not good. Edge did his best. Jesus, where do I begin? <laughs> there was a part. What was it that there was a moment where Dominic tried to do something, lost his positioning in the ring, and there was this moment where he was like, oh, crap, I'm supposed to do this instead. Wait, oh, let me do this instead. It was so weird. It was one of those moments where you're like, oh, no. Like, it was so obvious that he lost himself in the match. Oh, man, it was so bad. It was so bad. It was so slow. It was the worst Three Amigos or attempt of Three Amigos that I've ever seen. I just thought, oh, at this point, no, you're like, don't. Like, I, it, it just sucks because it's a tribute spot and you don't want to, like, boo anybody yeah. for doing a tribute spot. But when the tribute spot looks so bad, you're like, don't do it. Like, you're like, just don't do it, you know? <laughs> It was a bad match. It was not a raw main event. And this match should not have happened. And if it did, they should have found a way to like shorten the hell out of it. Or I don't know, add something to it. I have no idea. It didn't, it was, it was it didn't make sense at the end. Again, Ray, why'd you get the guy signed in kayfabe if he can't take an ass whooping? Because what you're showing us from a character standpoint there. Now, this is on WWE, not Rey Mysterio. What you're showing us is he shouldn't be there at all. And if he shouldn't be there at all, if he can't be in there with a guy near 50 in the ring, I don't care how legendary Edge is, what's he doing there? Why is he there? Also, why did Judgment Day attack Rey in that situation? He was about to cost Edge the match or beat him up or do something, let them implode. Let, like, literally your two biggest rivals beat the crap out of each other. Um, I will say that, fortunately, after the match, it got much better. Much, much better. Um, Finn Balor came out wearing a hilarious purple bandana. <laughs> it looked ridiculous. I feel like Cher Delaware needs to do a special strong style just for that. Uh, but Jason says, 
Balor going from too sweet to too pot had me die with laughter. And uh, the line drives says, uh, apparently Dominic has rubbed off on Finn Balor coming out with a bandana. Uh, Alan Khan says, Balor, bandana, why? Discuss. He had to do that to pop himself. That had to be to pop himself and somebody else, right? Like, <laughs> you think it was a dare? I don't know. I think, <laughs> I think it had to be a rib. And if it, if it was, if it was, it's a phenomenal rib. Look, it's an amazing one. Here's the thing. Like at this point, being silly and bringing in wearing coming in wearing a random ass bandana at this point of the show where we were at was not gonna harm anybody like let's say we yeah. would have just had a banger of a match right some banger main event and then he came in with a bandana people would be like what but i mean at this point we had finished watching edge and dom or at least it was in the process of ending or whatever and then bringing in a bandana it's like okay fine at this point the show can't get any worse well uh fortunately after that something in what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas these ultra low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar fewer calories and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health shop now at hero.co every day we rise challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in at u.s border patrol protecting our borders is more than a job it's a calling Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Interesting did happen. Finn Balor, well, Dominic beat the, the knee of Edge with a chair, but the nastiest coup de gras you are ever going to see in your entire life. They propped up Edge's leg on the chair, and then Finn Balor did the coup de grace on his knee. Disgusting, Denise. It was filthy. It was gross. It was a great spot. I thought that was a... That one move did more to rehabilitate them than any of the stuff we saw with Dominic before that. But I, I loved that finish at the very least. That was fun. Fun little image to close out the show was the best thing out of like the entire thing. No, the best thing was the bandana. No, yeah. the best part was Dominic trying to find himself in the mat. I don't I don't know which one was worse, that spot or the Elias. I'm going to say the Dominic spot because at, at, at least like it was in the main. The Elias thing wasn't in the main event of the show against a legend. Sure. Guys, get in your super chats, get in your humper chats. We have a few left. We would greatly appreciate it if you did. Uh, Christopher Dunn says, Dominic or Eric Watts? Uh, Dominic is better than Eric Watts. Uh, by the way, we mean Bill Watts' son, not the one from Tough Enough a few years ago because he's he's better than the whole lot of them. Nerd Guru says, Aaron Rodgers after yesterday's game. I'm hurt, I'm old, I'm fucking tired, and I work with fucking children. And the line drive says, Bianca needs something new. Right now, she feels much like Cena when he, she's not growing as a character. She's great, but nothing is keeping me engaged. I need to see her truly challenged. I want to see somebody that's that I view as on her level, um, and they've got to protect people in order to do that. 
Because her stuff is great when she's up there with like the yes. top women, but with yeah. everybody else, it's it's not. It's just that the story or the interest is not. It ain't there. her fault. Yeah, it ain't yeah, her it's fault. not her fault at all. Big E says, "Been loving the Triple H era, but not a fan of the consistent DQs." Excited for Rollins Lashley next week, but I feel like it'll end in a non-finish. Me too, and I want to see more satisfying finishes. These great matches are awesome. Let's make sure we we get satisfying finishes as well. Denise, tell the people where they can find you. All righty. YouTube.com slash Denise Salcedo. That's the place to be. I've been uploading so much content up there. Um, it's crazy. There's just a lot happening there. And Denise's Pieces, which is my clips channel, go there too because that one's starting to blow up slowly but surely. And it's a whole route and journey just to get it monetized, period. So just a bunch of free work that I'm doing for myself right now. Um, and then Twitter and, Twitter and Instagram at underscore Denise Salcedo. Uh, mainly Twitter because I am about like 19,000 and followers away from 100k so i'm still trying to get there i remember my first hundred thousand anyway uh if you like clips we also have a clips channel fightful scraps that's youtube.com slash fightful scraps we have a a also a sister uh podcast channel fightful overbooked tons of great content this week remember day after dynamite is now on our main feed we have a tiktok now go give that a follow instagram all that good stuff. Got an interview with Joey Janela dropping tomorrow, Tuesday. Uh, you finally and, got that interview after yeah. I stole it from you. I mean, well, how about this, Denise? And then I stole the Rocky Denise, Romero one from you. Denise, how about this one? Keep your eye on Fightful at noon tomorrow for a nice headline from Joey Janela that you're going to want to see. Okay, then. It'll be the first time Denise Salcedo. Well, okay, the second time Denise Salcedo has been in a headline. I've been in a couple on of Fightful. headlines now. Unfortunately, you were in one after the GCW show. But uh, anyway, guys, leave a thumbs up. We would greatly appreciate you. Subscribe to Fightful Select. I've got a lot of updates this week. Last week was obviously very punk, uh, Omega, Buck centric. I'm going to post like a collective what all we know, like a retrospect of that this week, because there is so much to unpack. Um, Kenny Omega is over in Japan right now. I get the feeling there's probably gonna be some headlines out of that too. Once the sleeves come off, but uh, we'll see until next time, guys, we're out.